0: Welcome to the Good Fight Tattoo podcast. Here's your opportunity to eavesdrop on the conversations and stories that are told in our tattoo studio in London. There will be adult themes and strong language, so listener discretion is advised. In this week's episode, I talk with a transgender male about their experience and the process of realising being transgender. What's okay to ask and how. We talk about mental health screening for transgender people. The good old transgender sport debate and wanting a middle ground away from extremes. Just so you're aware I'm recording now, I have to tell people that I'm recording, (laughs) even though we've mic'd you up and you know you've got a microphone (laughs) on you, but because I don't do the consent forms, because I ask people their consent, but because I don't do a consent form for the recording, I have to say, look, you are being yeah. recorded now.
1: Then you have me verbally going. That's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, the thing that I was yeah we were just talking about is like, any time you hear these sorts of things, like on podcasts, on TV shows, it's very rarely the people involved, especially with trans people. Yeah. So like, if you don't mind me asking, how do you identify?
1: I identify as a trans man, sort of trans male.
0: As a trans man. Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking again, have you had surgery? And how much, if you don't mind me asking? I
1: haven't had it yet. I'm in the process of getting on like hormones and then surgery after that. huh. So.
0: And what's that process like? Is um, it a difficult process?
1: I think it can be, because there's different approaches to it. Because the yeah. NHS, I know, has got a really long waiting list for it. So, I've gone private with it. Right, okay. It's quite expensive to do, so that's why I work in retail, I've been saving up since I started working. So it can be a bit quicker, yeah. I guess.
0: Do you mind me asking how much does that is? Um,
1: start up was two hundred and fifty just to, like consents having care of them sort of thing. And then I think it turns into about thirty pounds a month and then you obviously have to pay for your surgeries on top of that and then like
0: Do you know how much they would be?
1: The ones I've seen is like from six grand for one year. The ones I've looked into so far,
0: right? That's fucking so much money, isn't it? Like I don't know if it works the same. Does it work the same as like we we were talking about the fact that we've talked about this on the podcast before? Uh, Does it work the same as um, in America where you have to get like um, like mental assessment?
1: Um, Different the ways you go, different ways to do it. I know with the NHS, I think it's more. Like, you need to be with a therapist, I think, right. for a longer... I had one one therapy session just to, like, talk it through. To, it's more so to see that you're sure. Right. And that you're, you know... It's, what I like about the private side of it is more they're not trying to make you prove anything. Yeah. It's just they're making sure you're sure in the path you want to take towards yeah. your future.
0: Do you think that there should be stuff where people make sure that you're sure? Or um, do you not think there should? Do you think people should just go fine?
1: I think it's good to have that level of checks. it is a serious thing when you start with hormones and surgeries because yeah. it's like permanent stuff that you're changing. But I don't think you should ever have to like prove yourself or anything like that.
0: So prove that Like you
1: fighting to like prove. If you yeah. know, you know, I think. Because I think when it's something like that, most people wouldn't go through hormone treatment and that if they're not.
0: Well, this is the thing about it as well. Like, almost all people who identify that way are not going to go through all of the processes. I think it's one of the things... So it's different
1: for different people because they have different experiences, different things they feel like they need to change or don't need to change.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, I I think one of the things about it is, like, one, for me, one of the biggest things we'd like... Oh, by the way, I'm just about to start. You ready? <laughs>
1: yeah. Sorry.
0: One of the biggest things we'd like the whole discussion around trans is that you get so many extremes that are the only things you hear about. And that's it. Like, for example, all of the stuff in sports. Like, they're always the big discussions with people who have nothing to do with being trans. Yeah. Is sports. And there's a one at the moment where there's a weightlifter who has been a male weightlifter for 30-something years.
1: Yeah.
0: And then transition to being female and is just destroying everyone.
1: I think I saw one that was a wrestler. Yeah. And um, the female's male and they wouldn't let him perform in the male's sport. Right. And then, but then everyone was complaining because he was winning in the female competitions. Yeah. But it's like you can't really win if you're not letting him perform you can't really complain that he's then
0: well this is the thing like it's all all it it ends up being is a lot of the stuff that people hear about is those extremes right
1: yeah
0: that's that's what seems to be coming up in media and things like that and then people seem to have very extreme opinions or either way you know yeah so I want a middle ground (laughs) that's what I want and that's why I want to talk about it like what's your views on things like that like how do you see it how do you see people because one of the things like we said before we started recording is the idea of acceptance
1: yeah it's I think everyone's entitled to their own opinion yeah but um, you shouldn't then try and force that on someone else so like if someone's trans and maybe you don't agree with it or agree with it being a, a thing even
0: when you say agree with it being a thing, uh, what do you mean like recognising
1: it? Yeah, like some people say it's, um, oh no, you can't do that. I think it tends to be more older generations now. It's like a lack of understanding, I think. Mm-hmm. or. But I think it's, you shouldn't then refuse to call them by their preferred pronouns. Yeah. It's just accepting that that's who they are. It doesn't mean you're entitled to tell them what they are or can or can't be.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Like, I think, for me, I think part of it is, like, one of the only things I ever have a problem with is the wording. Like I said to you before, like, I think you've got to respect everyone to be able to do whatever the fuck yeah. they want. I couldn't give a shit what people do, really. It doesn't make any difference to me. So, as long as you're
1: a nice person, you just sort of... Yeah,
0: but the the acceptance thing is, like, I struggle with acceptance. Yeah. You know, maybe that's because I'm old. <laughs> but i do struggle with acceptance like i extr- i struggle with the idea that i just have to accept that because someone says something that it's true oh yeah you know but i within that regardless of whether i accept the, the you know the statement or whatever i can always respect that person's yeah. right to be however they fucking want you yeah.
1: know you're not going to treat them differently just because of that yeah difference in like what you both accept to be true
0: yeah, like like just before we said when we were recording, like if you say to me you're religious and you say that there's a God, I don't have to accept that there is a God, no. but I do have to respect that you can think there's a God yeah. and you can live by that, God's rules and everything like that, yeah. and that's fine, and, and I, I not, have to accept you're that. You're not
1: going to tell them that they're stupid for believing in it or they shouldn't no. believe in it. It's just you personally, you don't, but yeah. they're happy how yeah. they are. and
0: Exactly. It's just about respecting that that's what how someone's choosing to live their life. Yeah. That's fine. You do what you want. You know, I couldn't really give two hoots what other people do. So have you come up against much shit? Have you come up against Um, much opposition?
1: I think I've been quite fortunate in the the family I have and the friends I've got that they're they're quite accepting and understanding of stuff like that. So um, although they might not understand it, they don't change the way they think about me because of it. Because it's only been... Mainly this year that I've started to come out to people with like the name change and everything like that
0: so how like so this is these are the things that I 'm intrigued about so th- i'd assume i don 't make assumptions but I'd assume this has been something you've felt for yeah
1: forever for yeah for real, as long as I can remember so with that
0: how would you how can you describe how you feel within that like because the thing that intrigues me right, is and this might might sound naive from your perspective of the experience of having it, but it's like, I'm biologically a male. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I'm a woman, how do I understand what feeling like a woman is?
1: I think it, it takes a long time and different people take different lengths of time. Like Some people, they don't know for years. You always see that um, a lot of older people don't transition until they're like in their 70s and stuff like that. Right. Because it is so hard to figure out. I think I didn't really speak about it with anyone. Mm -hmm. Because it is really confusing. and You go through so many different processes to figure it out. So I think it was only a few years ago that I started to go, it's more than... Because you feel different, I guess, in a sense. But Mm -hmm. you don't know why. Right. And then eventually... What, I think
0: it kind of... The thing, that, the thing that intrigues me, and maybe it's a really difficult question because maybe it's a difficult thing to try and explain, but what is it that makes you feel like you're a man?
1: Uh, well, it differs for different people. Mm-hmm.
0: But because you, you specifically? Me
1: specifically. <sighs> it's hard to put in words because there's so many different things. It's like when you're um, a kid, it just doesn't feel right. When um I get referred to, used to get referred to as like a girl or like female pronouns and that. It just, it doesn't feel right. It feels like someone's made a mistake.
0: Mm-hmm. Has it always felt like that ever since you were a kid?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah it, I can't remember exactly when I first like consciously was like, me. I remember it a lot when I was, from like when I was 10 onwards and that was when I started to go, I didn't like being called a girl and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It just felt really wrong. But it's hard To say that, because it's like, well, does everyone feel like that? Or is it just, like, something more? And then you have to try and figure it out.
0: So did you go through different phases of trying to figure Um, this out?
1: I think it was... started off with, like, sexuality. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just... um, Maybe I'm just gay or something like that. Or maybe it's just I present really masculinely as a, like, female... But then when you try those things and they're just like, but it's still, it's not f- right. There's still something.
0: Still didn't feel right. No. So presenting very masculine yeah. and going, Oh, I'm a lesbian.
1: Yeah, because I always have presented quite masculinely. Mm-hmm. But
0: You are pretty buff. <laughs> but go on, you were saying?
1: And then um, it was when, because when you're exploring all those words, then you learn the new terms and then... When you see other people, and you're like, because I think, remember when I first found out really about what it meant to be transgender, and that mm-hmm. it was that was when I was kind of like, that sounds like what I've been feeling.
0: So was there a, like a light bulb moment where you were like,
1: ah, oh, that explains
0: exactly what I've been trying to say to people? Yeah, feel like it's, yourself.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of scary as well because when you have it. You struggle to kind of accept it about yourself because you're like, well, how are other people going to react? Or because especially with like family and friends, it's quite a big, big deal, I guess. Because it's, it's like, well, I'm not a different person. There's just a few things like pronouns or like things Ooh. that I'd I suppose, like, like to change. I suppose you are. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, I, I know you're not. Yeah, like. But like, I should imagine from your parents' point of view, like, like when we were talking about in that other podcast, I could imagine from your parents' point of view, it might have been difficult, like, for them to to accept that you you know you're not.
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to get your head around because I know all the people i told like they never had like an adverse sort of reaction to it. Which I was really glad and grateful Did for. Do you think
0: that there, there might be?
1: Yeah, I was. I put it off for, for a long time because once I accepted it about myself, mm-hmm. I kind of hid it. Right. And it wasn't for like a couple of years until I actually. Because I wanted to actually live as how I wanted to be. Yeah. And who I like knew I was. Mm-hmm. And I was It part of that is having your family and your friends know, and you're not. Feeling like you're hiding this big secret from them.
0: Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: And so how was that coming out and explaining it to people? How much did you shit your pants? <laughs> a On lot. a scale of one to ten.
1: <sighs> Probably off the charts. <laughs> was
0: there like was there someone that you didn't think would be like, especially your parents? Like, how did you think your parents would
1: react I, to it? Because I was when I was going through these other phases where I was like, I'd told them I was gay mm-hmm. when I was younger, and they were like perfectly fine i know i was really afraid to tell them that mm-hmm. so it wasn't and it was also helped with um, the media recently where they've been more representing people mm-hmm. like especially like emma dale's got a trans character at the moment Do and they? yeah i don't watch telly to be honest <laughs> so i have no yeah. idea so um, my f- mum and my family watched like soaps like that and seeing them have discussions about it and they're just like, you are who you are, it doesn't really matter. That kind of put my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, they're not going to, they shouldn't, like, disown me.
0: Yeah, so your parents watched, uh, like, you know, was yeah. it Emmerdale? Emmerdale, yeah. And they weren't shouting at the screen. Yeah, they weren't going, so oh, no, not so allowed. So you were like, mm, maybe they'll be all right I was right
1: like, like yeah, maybe they'll. Because <laughs> I always know they're quite accepting, because we all do have discussions like that. Yeah. But I don't know, it's still like that in the back of your mind, was like, well, what happens if I do tell them? And they do, like, not react in the best way. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a difficult thing to,
0: to do. And it's got to be a difficult thing, like, interestingly, when you were saying you were just trying to hide it for a while. How long did you go through, a, like, a period of that? I can imagine that not being particularly good at all for your mental state.
1: No, it was... It's really... You have, like, really dark moments. Mm-hmm. But...
0: Um, go on, tell us
1: about the dark moments. Dark moments. moments. It's something like you think... it? feels like you're stuck almost. I remember when it was, um, when I was younger and I was like hiding it. It was like, I really want it to be out there and just mm-hmm. be able to, me to live my life.
0: So sorry, what age did you say this was? The well, thing that
1: I remember it when I was like, 10 was when it started. But I think when I was going through secondary school was when it got like the hardest. Cause you, right. And then when you go into college, because all these transitional periods where you're like, oh, I could start college like say and yeah. just live and then like the that. new
0: people that know you yeah as.
1: and then college came around and I still hadn't like got over the fear of doing it yeah and and then as time passes and you've met these people you're like well now it's harder for me to now turn around and go oh actually
0: what was so what was the fear uh, just that that people wouldn't accept I you,
1: think was it like? was um, losing them in my life I guess because right. I was worried with my friends, especially because like, my two best mates, I've had them all through secondary school. Yeah. And I was like, well, I got afraid that if I told them, suddenly, if they didn't like accept it or whatever, that I'd lose them as friends. Or my family is like, they're the ones who I've known yeah. my whole life. If they just like turned around to me and was like, oh, no, we can't like accept you or we can't.
0: Well, you know, this is, this is the thing though. Like it, that sort of thing does happen.
1: Yeah. Like
0: not even just with people being trans. Like I've got a friend who ended up being homeless for four and a half years, something like that. Four years, around three or four yeah. years, wh- which, whatever it was, when he was a teenager, because his parents didn't accept who he was as a person. Yeah. It wasn't anything to do with his, you know, gender, his sexuality, or anything like that. It was about his choices in life and who mm-hmm. he was, like becoming.
1: It's hard, isn't it?
0: Like that to me blow it like because my parents are brilliant right like I'm sure they'll listen to it and they can give each other a pat on the back uh, when they listen to the podcast but they've always supported me through everything no matter what and like I've never like I've never experienced any of those sorts of things of you know feeling like I need to come out or or anything like that but like I know that if if I ever did my parents would just be like all right, whatever it's the same My dad might think I'm weird, (laughs) but it wouldn't make any difference to them.
1: Yeah, that's what, my family's quite like that as well, is like, they're really supportive and it's just, I think some people, they're just fortunate to be born into a family like that with really good parents and some people, unfortunately, they just end up in situations where they don't really get the best sort of, I guess, feedback from their parents and
0: yeah. So you said earlier on you're on hormones now.
1: Uh, I'm on the process of getting them. I should be getting them within the next month, hopefully. So you haven't started yet? No, not yet.
0: Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. I was intrigued as to how you, that would like change you and how that would like, affect... Because I could imagine that would affect your mood and affect how you behave as a person.
1: Mm, I think... It depends on doses and that. Everyone, there's a misconception that everyone thinks you like, you go on like testosterone and suddenly you become like really angry. You
0: become the Hulk.
1: Yeah, you're just like raging all the time. But I think (laughs) because the changes are gradual, I think you adjust as you go.
0: Yeah. And it
1: probably depends on your temperament and personality anyway.
0: Yeah. I should also imagine it depends on the levels of your testosterone to estrogen already. Do they they test you on things like Uh, that?
1: Yeah. So. The reason I'm still waiting at the moment is because I've had my blood test done, but they're just waiting for them to be passed from my GP onto the clinic. And then they right. sort out your doses from there. So they make sure the doses obviously aren't too high so you mm-hmm. and everything like that.
0: So as I understand it, the most important thing is, is when you start taking the, the hormones, right? As to how successful they work. Does that um, make sense? So, like, if you're a 40-year-old man and you start taking oestrogen, it's not necessarily going to have nearly oh, the effect yeah, if you like, a younger man.
1: I think the difference is as well, because testosterone and oestrogen, like... So, if you're a female to male and you take um, testosterone, it will, like, it thickens, like, your vocal cords and you'll end up with, like, a deeper voice than that. Mm-hmm. But the issue for um, males to females, when if they decide they want to go on oestrogen... I think once you've gone through puberty, because you've gone through male puberty, your vocal cords have then developed
0: thicker. Is that same for female to male as well?
1: Um, I think because when you're born with a female body, your vocal cords are naturally like, I think it's thinner. Mm -hmm. I could be slightly wrong on this, but um, then obviously the testosterone can thicken them, which gives you then the deeper voice. But because um, when you're born with a male body and you go through puberty, it's harder because you can't, make the vocal cords thinner. Right. So when you're taking estrogen it doesn't it can make your voice go higher. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily reverse it fully. So then I think when you're older you probably have to get more voice training so you can then do voice exercises to help with that.
0: Are you hoping to get a deep gruff voice?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for a, a bit of a deeper voice. I
0: want a deeper voice. Yeah. I always wanted a deeper voice. Like I think my voice is ridiculously high for someone the size that I am like no. I'm not enormous but I always feel like I should have a deeper voice I listened to a radio interview with me and they sandwiched There they were interviewing tattooists and they sandwiched me between these two guys a guy who I work for who's got like the <laughs> deepest voice you've ever heard and then another guy that has like an, uh, a, an earth vibratingly low voice Oh yeah. and I was in the middle and I was just like I just sound like a fucking 12 year old girl <laughs> like compared to theirs <laughs> And there's like one of my favourite singers, this guy called Steve Montill, He's got like a fucking super deep voice. And when I was in bands, I always wanted to be able to sing lower. Yeah. Because I can't. So you're hoping for that?
1: Yeah. If you yeah. end
0: up with a deeper voice than me, I will be pissed. I'll
1: have, I'll have to come back. <laughs> I'll give you guys a
0: <laughs> How long? So how long do you take the hormones for?
1: Um,
0: well. Is it something you'll end up having to do forever?
1: You can do it forever. But some people stop at different times because some of the changes from it are permanent. And some of it are reversible.
0: Right. Okay. So, so what's um, what's permanent? And what's the reversible? The permanent
1: ones is your voice drop, mm-hmm. and there's like few other changes. Like I think some people can develop an Adam's apple. Right. Which oh, that doesn't then disappear when you stop taking mm-hmm. it, and um, unless it, you can get you can get some hair loss from it. Right. So it can make you basically just male pattern boldness.
0: Mhm. That's Really common with high testosterone,
1: yeah. So, um, I think that's another reason why it's important that they like make sure you're getting this right level so you don't have too much hair loss, yeah. And but that the extent of that also depends on like your genetics. So, if you've got that in your family, yeah, it's more likely that when you start taking testosterone, you'll lose more of your hair. It,
0: it sounds exactly the same as taking steroids. Like, I've never taken steroids, but I know loads of people that that have and it sounds very similar uh, because well i guess it would be because that is also generally testosterone based
1: yeah yeah
0: and like same sort of thing if you're prone to going bald you're probably going to go bald yeah (laughs) if you take steroids but if you're not then you're not
1: yeah it's all lack of genetics
0: (laughs) yeah so with with that though going back to like when you take it this is one of the things that like Bec- it's, it becomes a sticky subject. It's because generally speaking, when the the sooner you take it, the better.
1: Mm.
0: How do you feel about people that are like preteens taking hormones?
1: I don't. I think. What's
0: it, your view on that?
1: I think it depends on the because if you're their parent and you can clearly see it, like I think it's like persistence. So I don't think as soon as if a kid turned around to you and goes, oh, I want to I want to be a boy or I am a boy. Um, if they're only saying it just like on a whim, on one time off, then yeah. I'm guessing it's not. But um, I think you know your kid. So if, if there's a persistence there where they're like, oh, oh I want to be a girl or I am a girl or I want to be a boy. Um, I think... I think more caution is taken and it, it I think that's the one more that you need to like look out for and be like okay is it a persistent thing
0: it's a difficult thing though isn't it because yeah. like um, just just for argument's sake I know someone who she from as long as she could remember wanted to be a boy yeah and she would cry herself to sleep at night because yeah. she didn't feel like she was a girl and like basically, this carried on until she was twelve, yeah, and then hit teenage years, and she, in her own words, it just dissipated and disappeared, mm. and she's never felt like that ever again. Yeah, and she now feels glad that it was a different time then, and that wouldn't have even been slightly even considered as an option. Yeah, because I
1: she think
0: would, she would be regretting it now.
1: Mm. I think the permanent things, like the hormone treatment, and that maybe that is something you should. Consider when they're a bit older mm-hmm. and not when they're still developing.
0: The difficulty is though, as far as I understand, is that's when it's most effective is when someone's still developing. Mm, I think
1: they have this um like hormone blockers, so it can stop them going through puberty.
0: Yeah. That's I, bizarre mm. to me.
1: So I think that's something they use for younger people.
0: So rather than like giving so them a little rather than just like pumping just block them with the, the opposite
1: um, hormones to their, like, biology, mm-hmm. they they block the puberty so that then when they are past it, I think, and then they can, like, assess it and go, okay, is this something that this child actually wants or, like, needs? Yeah. Then, then when they give them hormone replacement therapy, it's, like, more effective because they haven't then had gone through the puberty yeah. first and have Just to change... Reversible does that have as adverse that? effects though um, I'm not 100% sure I think um, from what I've read it doesn't harm them in any way yeah but I'm not sure I haven't looked too much into if it long term usage of them thing no, is. fair enough but I know that it's reversible so if they stop taking them I think they'll just go through p- normal puberty
0: yeah so like what would be if you don't mind me asking what would be your like advice and your sort of take on it if the people are going through this sort of thing like do you have any advice on how people can sort of almost like clarify to themselves how they think because I think quite a lot of people when they're in their teens are very confused about who they are anyway
1: yeah it's really hard I think teenagers are like hard (laughs) to figure out who you are yeah
0: it's fucking it's difficult
1: yeah (laughs) Um, I don't I personally I tried to figure it out a lot on my own and it's sometimes it's better to talk to someone else mm-hmm. but then I guess it's also the thing of I, you're the one who knows yourself the best so you can't really ask someone else if they think you are
0: yeah just for the just again just for the sake of argument I didn't know my ass from my elbow when I was a teenager I didn't <laughs> know who the fuck I was until I was in my 20s clearly yeah. I mean it's. I know it's a different thing to like your gender mm. but is it?
1: I don't know I think different things well a lot of things in life you have to go through a long process to figure things out
0: yeah
1: I think it's different in a way but the process of like figuring it out I guess might be similar
0: makes sense the other thing is, like, with the, from my perspective, with the mental health screening, like, I don't know anything about it because I've never been through it, so I can't say from any experience. But one of the things, as far as I understand it, and I may be wrong, this may be like you know bad information, but the, the suicide rates amongst trans people are very very high, yeah, post and pre-op, mm. and one of the things that I found out is that they don't really change massively post to pre-op. Yeah. Like, so with the mental health side of it, personally, I think it's probably more responsible to really actually put a lot of effort into just making sure people are yeah, not, not Not making sure people are sure, but making but sure they're, they're throughout okay. It, yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know. That's why I think I've noticed this year a lot. I'm a lot happier. You are? Because I've, I've told everyone now, sort of thing. I'm like living my life. So
0: it's really made an effect on your yeah. mental health.
1: I've noticed the the, the shift almost because mm-hmm. like a part of it you know feeling like you're hiding it and that and it's like now it's all out in the open and it's more so the thing of now it's all well, the people if they don't accept it or if they don't respect like me for it mm-hmm. then it's maybe they're just not the people I should be sort of hanging around with
0: yeah so for you, nice. was it a moment when it all came out and everyone knows and, like, it's all out there and your family are okay about it and your friends are okay about it, was there a moment where you were like, ah,
1: Yes, Yeah, it's like a nice finally. moment of relief because um, you have, like, waves throughout it when you're, like, going through it um, where sometimes you, you do feel really down about mm-hmm. it because, obviously, say your body isn't what you want it to be I guess or what you feel like it should be and then what it is sometimes that gets you like really down and it's nice when you can have people to talk to even if it's not going into detail just like being like I'm feeling quite crappy
0: so do you still go through those things?
1: yeah it's um you have like days of it um so sometimes I'll be fine and then other times I'll get really down about like my voice or I get down about my voice too but go on yeah (laughs) and um, because I said I work in retail so it's sometimes it's hard because I'm out in my workplace as well now Mm -hmm. so all my colleagues know but you can't really blame um, customers because they perceive you as a certain way right so even though I I know that I'm like a a a man and that when i'm talking to customers sometimes i'll get down about my voice because they'll address me as such like you know using male pronouns and that and then they hear you speak and then it kind of they shift yeah and you the language they use to talk to you and that kind of changes and that gets you a bit down because then you're like because you can't i i personally don't have a go or like try and correct them and that because i'm like I guess that's just something they've assumed, but it's not their fault. Cause I'm told them like not that I should have, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. hard to subject because it's like
0: it's a really it's a difficult one. Yeah, like, I remember, uh, like I remember I went to Portland like a while back before before I really even knew what pronouns were. Like I'm yeah. not very well educated. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't even
0: fuck. I didn't even fucking know what they were. Yeah. I didn't even know what a pronoun was. Right. And I think there's quite a lot of people like me
1: yeah. who
0: probably don't even understand
1: so what, I, what think
0: I I understand it now.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was a lot younger and I didn't really understand it either, but
0: I barely even understand what a noun is. <laughs> but
1: Are you good at Scrabble then?
0: I'm well good at Scrabble. <laughs> I'm good at words. I'm good at recognising words. But I'm not very good at understanding what <laughs> me. <laughs> but yeah, just uh I went to Portland and uh, there was this bakery that I went to that was like very... Have you been to Portland? No. Right, Portland's Portland's a weird place. I, I enjoyed it in some regards, but I also felt like I was about to be told off at any minute for anything I ever said because they're so... I'd say, I'd actually say they're probably ex- quite extreme left about things, mm. generally, the majority of people in Portland are. Um and I went to this bakery and there was a sign up and it, it had in big red fucking capital bold letters mind your gender pronouns when talking to the staff. Oh so right. I felt like I'd been told off already. <laughs> and then the other side of me was like I don't even know what a gender pronoun is.
1: Mm. I think it is hard how how do unless you've <laughs> unless you've got a badge on that says them sometimes it is hard to gauge what pronouns to use, because some people present in a more, say, masculine way, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a man. Some people mm-hmm. can present in a really feminine way, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're yeah. female and, or
0: and some people even can just male. Yeah, yeah, some people can go between. Yeah. either. And
1: they could be you know, neither. Like Eddie is I mean, a perfect yeah.
0: example of that. You know, I I, I what uh, I listened to a podcast with him recently. And uh, I was really intrigued as to his description of being trans because he was saying that basically the way he looks at it is he's neither boy or girl, Mm -hmm. he has boy or girl mode. Yeah. You know, and sometimes he's in girl mode, sometimes he's in boy mode. Yeah. And they're different for different scenarios. And they, yeah, he behaves in different ways. I found that a really interesting way of looking at it. I think one of the things that I'm also, like, uh, I find difficult is with the trans discussion is it tends to be a lot about people transitioning more than all of the other things. Because, like, one of the things that I find weird is it's almost like, I don't under... And maybe you can explain it to me, maybe not, maybe I'm naive wondering this. Like, for me... I don't understand the thought process of going right. I don't feel right. I don't feel right as who I am. Yeah. That means I'm the other gender. Hmm. Like, part of me sort of thinks, well, then I'm neither.
1: Yeah. I think I did, I initially, when I was like, oh, I think I'm trans, I was like, I'm non-binary. So I was like, I had that phase where I was like, maybe I'm neither. So I went through that. Hmm. first and then I was like as I was going through that I was like I push more towards the male side so I wouldn't I don't know I'd still so say it Was
0: that one of the things that helped you figure it out as well was going through that and going well do you know what I actually identify as both but when you are going through that you're sort of going no I feel more actually like I yeah. identify as that a lot more. I think
1: it's not having a set thing of going oh I have to be this or this
0: Yeah Well that's kind of how I think about all things really I don't understand people I think about sexuality about gender about everything it's like basically I think there's a spectrum from one end to the other and you sit on it at different points so you don't have to have an exact label for it yeah you don't have to sit there and be like well I'm definitely this that's that's kind of the thing I mean it's
1: like if you want to then you can label yourself if you want but it doesn't have to be a needed thing
0: it sort of seems a lot to me like it's basically one or the other at the moment like everyone's Mm. sort of like well you're one or the other it's is still quite binary. Yeah. There's trans people, but they're one or the other as well. Like, one yeah. of the things that I think sort of defies that ability to be whatever the fuck you want is this this discussion about. And I, I'd be intrigued to what you think about this. Trans trans women are women, and trans men are men. Yeah. Like then that's just kind of going. Well, that's just feeding into the you're one or the other discussion. Mm. Yeah. Like why can't you just be why can't it be okay to go, you're a trans man? And that's yeah different. But
1: I think it's if you say you're a trans man, some people take that as, but you're not a man then. It's like you're pretending, I guess, to be a man.
0: Right, so it's more about other people's perception. Isn't I you? think so. So how do you feel about it? Would you prefer people to refer to you as a man and um, think of you as being a man or are you comfortable being a a trans man
1: I'm comfortable being a, a trans man but as long as that comes with them just treating me like it in terms of using the correct pronouns and stuff like that and not trying to go oh but you you're like oh no a girl yeah but just not dressing like hyper feminine or something like that
0: yeah makes sense this is the thing, like again it just it seems to come back mostly to just being respectful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like
1: especially with um, being trans, there's so many things with it, like expression, you can be a trans female and not do anything, um, to transitions. So you could you don't have to grow really long hair. You can still present really masculine maybe but still be a female in what you identify as
0: yep I just kind of think that people need to chill out and just fucking if shit doesn't concern them not worry about it yeah like
1: it's like it's not impacting your life too much
0: no it's an interesting subject it's an interesting thing for me to discuss but I couldn't give a shit to be honest you tell me you're a man okay cool you're a man I couldn't give a fucking shit really it doesn't why why should I care yeah like it's a fucking waste of energy really caring, you know. Also while we're here uh, we're discussing it. What do you think of that uh that trans woman who's just destroyed everyone in weightlifting?
1: <laughs> I mean
0: sorry, right, I'm not I'm not intending to put this on the podcast. <laughs> so I've already talked about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I reckon I mean good on her for she obviously got some talent. No, she hasn't. Because no. when
0: she was a man, she competed as a man and she was crap. <laughs> she failed to succeed as a male weightlifter. Really? was 30-something years, I can't remember her name, but was 30-something years old before transitioning to being a woman and was failing miserably as a male weightlifter. Oh,
1: my God. And then It's really hard, isn't it, really?
0: Then It's like, where's the line? <laughs> Same as there's like a, I'm, I'm a nerd from mixed martial arts, there's a female fighter um, trans, uh, you know, trans female. So yeah. formerly man, now a woman. I think her name's Fallon Fox, and was extremely average as a male, but really dominant as a female. And it's yeah, because yeah. one of the things that like my friend was saying about like trans women in sports is it makes it more difficult for actual women to compete against.
1: really hard isn't it because it's like
0: well what can you do <laughs> but, I don't know because th- this is the thing as well like we also whilst looking into that because there was the uh, thing about Semenya uh, you know the the woman who has extremely high testosterone so they're trying to get like naturally though ha- they're trying to get her to take like uh, hormones to lower her testosterone Oh yeah because she's so dominant at, it's, I think it's running she's so dominant in the, the female like you know running world um, because she's got extremely high testosterone um, but wh- me and my friend we were looking at that and we were like okay cool so she's got like she's basically got a, 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 an average male range of testosterone so then we were looking at her competition times and comparing them to men and so she would just be an average if she oh. competed against men she would be right right middle of the pack yeah so then it's like well that's really unfair that becomes where do you sit people in that yeah it's a, it's a the thing about it is it's like it's a difficult thing to figure out and I actually think there needs to be a lot more discussion on it and a lot less people trying to shut down discussion yeah because a lot of people seem to be really uncomfortable with you know the idea of transgender people being questioned on what they think
1: yeah. I, think I questions appreciate you are a good thing. Yeah. being like that. Yeah. I think questions are a good thing. I'd rather have a discussion with someone so that they do get like a better understanding, even if I can only help even a little bit. But it's nicer to have that conversation than people be afraid of it.
0: Yeah. Do you think people are? Do you think people I, are afraid of it?
1: I think I remember this one time at work. Um, my only one person really asked me. It was about sexuality. Mm-hmm. And um we had this one guy who used to work with us and like he was a he was a homosexual. He was like a gay man. And he never looked, like you don't just announce it. It's not you don't shouldn't need to really, should you? It's like not relevant. Well, the, the, yeah, you don't really have to just walk into a workplace and go, I'm yeah, just like here are all my labels. Here <laughs> I am <laughs> But um <laughs> a lot of people apparently uh, this was before I'd worked there. They were talking about it and they were going, Oh, do you reckon he is? And then um this
0: What well, like completely separate to you?
1: Um yeah, he was just this other guy who worked there, He was like, Oh do you reckon he's like do you reckon he's gay? But they were talking about it as if it was um something you shouldn't talk about. And then um I remember this this bloke he he just went up to the guy and was just like, Oh are you are you gay? And the guy was like, Oh, he was like really relieved, he was like you're the only person who's ever actually just asked me, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah I am." Had, like, no shame in it because it's not something you should be ashamed of. But um yeah, he was just so happy that someone actually asked him rather so than talking about it behind his back. Do you think it.
0: people should ask more things like um. that? Because it was honestly, for like from before we started recording, I clocked on your driver's license when I was doing the ID, that it yeah. said Mister, and I yeah. was like, mm, "I don't know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I'm not sure." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And then I sort of noticed, are you wearing a binder?
1: Yeah.
0: I sort of noticed you might have been wearing a binder. But then it's like, when once there's that, by the way, fucking hell, I'm sure that is really uncomfortable. (laughs) I had to wear, well, I had an injury on my stomach and I had to wear basically a hernia belt. Oh, yeah. So it's this, like, fucking thing that you have to wrap around yourself and then Velcro it. And it makes you sit and it's really (laughs) fucking tight. And just around my waist, like, because I injured my abdomen.
1: Yeah. Fucking horrible.
0: Is that really uncomfortable to wear?
1: Um, I think you get used to it. When you first start wearing one, it's a bit of a, like, oh, okay, this is different. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I'm i more used to it now. I don't really notice it. Sometimes it can ache if you've had it on for a while, and depending on what you're doing sort of thing. Because don't like. you have
0: to wear it for short bursts to start um, off with?
1: Yeah, apparently you're, s- you're supposed to build up to it, so... You like with most things you know if you're going to go from wearing something none of the time to wearing it all 24 hours well you shouldn't wear it for 24 hours but like wearing it for long periods of time you have to gradually increase the amount of time you wear it for
0: yep makes sense oh, we've digressed now. I was asking you about something else before we went on uh, to the... Oh, yeah, like the, the asking people.
1: Asking people. Yeah, like...
0: Because yeah. It, it's a difficult thing because some people get really sensitive about yeah. it. Do you think that people should be more open to I just think asking and going, excuse me, do you mind if I ask? Are you, are you male or female?
1: Yeah, I think it's like... Um, or
0: neither or both.
1: Yeah. Questions like... Just like, oh, what are your pronouns or stuff like that? If you don't mind me asking what's this or that asking questions politely mm-hmm. and not just in front of anyone say you've got a moment with someone aside yeah. just asking a quick question like that just sometimes that's nice because it's rather that i'd rather than take me as, like aside and go oh can i just ask what what pronouns you use or stuff like that
0: i guess that makes sense is like the sensitivity of it of like if you treat it with sensitivity and you just go to one side and go look I'm yeah. not going to do this in front of a bunch of yeah. people but do you mind me asking because then
1: sometimes that's nicer because then they can then use those pronouns or y- you know when they're talking to you in front of people
0: without having to have yeah. a conversation I think there it. is
1: a line to like what questions you should ask like if it's really personal questions
0: what questions do you think you should ask I
1: think ask? Um, I guess again it depends on how close you are to the person and how open that person is about everything mm-hmm. but like um I know sometimes my mum's like it as well. She'll ask us questions about like genitalia and stuff like that because people try to bring that into the equation with trans people.
0: Your mum asks questions um, about that. She... To you, I assume. In
1: general, like to try and understand. <laughs> right. Like, because um, that's it with the surgeries and stuff. So I was like, well, what surgeries do you want? Because um, some people, it's like, what do you have in your pants sort of thing? Yeah. And it's like, well, sometimes it's like, to random strangers and that's like it's not really Well the thing any. is it's
0: like I mean that's like that's like someone coming up to me and just randomly yeah, going like, how big is your dick?
1: Yeah, it's like you don't really <laughs> ask that to people, like, do you?
0: If someone asked me that, I'd be like, How about you go fuck yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, like you should, you yeah. But then I guess that's that sort of thing generally is common sense. But then I guess people are intrigued by that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm always intrigued with people. Who are trans and how much surgery they're planning to yeah. get, and it's how far they're planning to go? with Yeah,
1: because some people, it's like they feel dysphoria about different things. So some people, it's like with me, it's like my chest is a big yeah. thing. So that's something I'd like. As to As far do as I understand for. it,
0: that's a just that's quite a common thing for trans men to just have that surgery. Yeah,
1: like a lot think of a lot of
0: trans men just that's the big thing because yeah. that's the thing that everyone sees. Yeah,
1: it's like because. Um, like bottom surgery and that. Not everyone feels that need to have it. Some people, that's something.
0: That's a hell that of a fucking way to go, though. Yeah. Bottom surgery is like.
1: Because I think there's diff- more than types of surgery, isn't there? There's like different.
0: Is it? There?
1: Yeah. There's. um
0: You tell me. I don't fucking <laughs> know.
1: <laughs> I think it's like because it's not just like one bottom surgery. You can have there's different types of bottom surgery. Is it? Yeah yeah what types well, is this
0: a, a, like, uh, am I okay asking that yeah you, you can <laughs> ask
1: I I don't know all of the different types but I think there's like a medioplasty there's like do you know the other names oh yeah they've got the skin graft for that and then I think there's another ones for like if you wanted to get like testicles basically.
0: Right. I think that's a
1: separate surgery as well. Oh, so
0: there's ones where you can just get
1: I think so. I'm not hundred percent sure. But yeah, there's it's quite a lot.
0: Oh, that's that's something I had no idea about. Yeah. Yep. That's like the thing about it is like as well, one of the things that I find weird is like no, like people don't really talk too much about the fact that that's quite a that's quite a thing to do. Yes, yeah, and how like big. when people don't take it seriously, like you do realize people are willing to go to very yeah. extreme lengths for this. You know? Yeah,
1: that's. I think that's one of the things that I guess people. I don't know if it's defensiveness or they just feel like they're having to fight for people to see that they are trans or, like, to treat them as their preferred gender is because some people are like, well, I won't see you as that until you've you've done this or that. Yeah. But it's, like, different people go to different lengths. It's, like, how they see themselves.
0: Yeah. Like I say, for me, it all comes down to just being respectful. Yeah. Personally, just in my view of just going... You know, if someone comes in and they go you know, for me they look like a man and they go, Look, I'm Susan and they're wearing a dress to it's go, like, All right Susan, Susan yeah. how you doing like your dress. <laughs> That's a nice dress, Susan. And not be a dick about it. Yeah, exactly. Like that How is that so fucking hard?
1: No.
0: But I think part of, I think personally my opinion is that I think probably part of the big opposition is the idea that people just have to accept it and just Mm. people read that as going I'm
1: gonna I have to to believe Yeah,
0: you have to believe that someone if they say that they are this you have to believe that they are when some people just they're not willing to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so I think like, like for me I'd I'd probably assume for those sorts of people it's the it's the being told you have to just agree with it kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas like respecting something's different. Yeah. You know? You don't have to you don't have to think, think that person is yeah. what they say they are, but you have to respect that they're asking you to behave yeah. that way to
1: It's like with things like that sometimes it it's things it just takes time for you to be like, Oh, to see them as like or, well, let's say that you've seen them you see them as a boy. Yeah, but they identify as a girl. It might take you time to be like see them as a girl. Yeah. But you should still treat them like a girl throughout yep. the whole time
0: yeah you should treat people how they want to be treated
1: yeah
0: yeah totally makes sense how do you see this sort of thing to wrap it up just while we're finishing how do you see attitudes to have changed in 10 years time from now what's your opinion on um, that what well,
1: How? I think they're going to change yeah
0: in, in 10 years um, 10 years from now how do you think people are going to be having these sorts of conversations do you think m- things will have moved further forward I think
1: yeah, I think it would have moved a bit further because I've noticed it seems to have been doing it already. Just even through, like I said about that um, representation and the media changing a bit. Like there's still a long way to go, mm-hmm. but I think it just needs to be, or hopefully it will become a point where it's not something that people blink an eye at. Like yeah. I, I was lucky when I told some people, they didn't even. It wasn't just a question of like, oh, any questioning of it they were just like okay and then they just switched into. and they most all of them were just like you're going to have to forgive me but it's going to take me time it
0: takes people a bit of time yeah
1: and that's why I'm always like that I'm like if people mess up I'm like it's fine I was like you've known me for some people have known me my whole life for something else and I'm like I can understand it's going to take you a long time to be able to fluidly and consistently be able to get the name and the pronouns and everything right yeah but So,
0: we're done with that. Do you want to have a little look in the mirror and see what you think? If you hate it, that's (laughs) that's difficult.
1: That's a bit late now.
0: (laughs) Right, I'm just going to stop that there. Oh, mate, what a good podcast that was. How good was that? Yeah, I was excited about it too. Anyway, if you've enjoyed it as much as I have, which I clearly have, uh, click a like button, comment, subscribe... Do all those things. I don't know which platform you're listening on, but there's different things for each one. Do one of them. Just do something. Five-star review if you're on iTunes. Cool, that'd be nice. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.